You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I'm having a really good time doing this national show that I do on Sunday mornings for CBS Sports Radio which is inside the Intercom family. You can check out the show Sunday mornings, mostly on the score. It's still, you know, hit and miss on how much of the show airs on the score. But if not, CBSSportsRadio.com, the Radio.com app are ways that you can check out the show. So people were asking me, what about podcasting? Are you going to podcast the show? So I asked my producer, Anthony, who does an incredible job with this show. I said, hey, well, can we change it? Because I think, like, King Carmen's name is on there or whatever. And he said that they had decided that they weren't going to podcast the weekend shows. And I guess that makes sense. I mean, a lot of the stuff ends up being, I don't know, like the stories have moved by the time that maybe you get to them. But what I did want to do is for people who can't listen to my show in Chicago or around the world and want to hear some of the best stuff, I decided that I was going to take some of the best stuff if it was relevant and give it to you in podcast form. So that's where this comes in. I had, it's weird, like doing a national show, you get access to people that you would never even think of to put on like locally. My my job in Chicago is to talk about the things that are relevant Mostly in Chicago, I do drift into some of the national stuff, and I plan on doing that on today's show, if you listen, at noon. But what it does is that it it frees your mind to ideas about other things. And so my when I I said to my producer, Anthony, I said, hey, I want to do some stuff nationally on the quarterback situations, especially with the trade going down between the Rams and the Lions. So we were thinking, and he said, you want to talk to Joe Theismann? And I'm like, what? I was like, I would have never thought to pick the brain of Joe Theismann. But it turned out really well. And there's a portion of this interview that I'm actually going to make Bears specific. See if you can figure out what part of it is Bears specific. But I wanted to to share this with you because I, I it was really entertaining. I thought it was interesting. And getting his view on all of these issues to me was important. So, without further ado, this is from Sunday. This is us talking about Stafford and Goff and Deshaun Watson and quarterbacking overall, plus the Super Bowl. This is me hanging out with the Super Bowl winning MVP, Joe Theismann. To discuss it, if you would like to follow Joe Theismann on Twitter... At Theismann7 is where you can do it. And he joins us now 
on CBS Sports Radio. Joe, thanks so much for getting up this morning. I appreciate you hanging out with me. I, I have a lot of questions for you. I, I, the, the breaking news last night of, of Stafford going to L.A. And, and then us seeing Jared Goff go back to, to Detroit with some picks. What did you make of that deal? I, it, it said to me that the Rams are not waiting. First of all, good morning, and I hope everybody's staying safe. Thanks, and it's great to be with you again. Um, the Rams are not sitting pat and waiting for something to happen. I think they identified that they felt like the problem with the football team was that they need to make a change at the quarterback position. If you'll remember a few years back, the Minnesota Vikings signed uh, Kirk Cousins, feeling like he was going to be the answer to their problems and get them to the Super Bowl. It didn't happen. I think in the case of Matthew Stafford, he's, he's going to be in a place where he's surrounded by, I, I think Sean McVay is one of the best play callers in the National Football League. Uh, you've got a great defense. You've got offensive weapons. He's moving into a very good situation. I think Jared Goff is going into a situation with a lot of unknowns. Besides him, there's a lot of unknowns on that football team. Uh, so to me, you know, I think the Rams, even though they gave up what looks like a bunch of draft choices, this is a win-now scenario for them, not win down the road. I agree with you on that. I, I, I love to pick your brain on McVay as a play call. You say you think he's one of the best in the league. I think that they're, what they can do offensively changes a bit because Stafford's arm talent that, you know, there's all that window dressing that they do. They use a lot of motion. They use a lot of play action. And I, I feel like with Stafford, it gives them an opportunity to have their pass game be a little bit more vertical not that, that Jared Goff couldn't do it, but he can't do it to the degree that Stafford can. I agree with you. I, I think Matt, you know, now, now we get to see what and who Matthew Stafford was. I felt this way about him when Calvin Johnson retired up there because it was so much, let's try and get the ball to Calvin. Very much what we see, speaking of quarterbacks, in Atlanta where let's get the ball to Julio. You know, you've got that, you've got that special receiver, and you try and get the ball to him in so many different ways. And then when Calvin retired, I said, okay, now let's see what Matthew's able to do. And he had a very good year after that, and injuries and other circumstances didn't allow him to do the things he needed to do. But I, I think that they looked at the talent level at the quarterback position and said, you know what, we feel like this is an upgrade for us. And, and I don't the two number ones and a three, I don't think that's a, a premium price to pay for someone that they're looking at for the next five years as their quarterback. I mean, look at the ages. You got 40, 43, 37, 37. Uh, the kids should have a lot of football ahead of him. Like I said, and he's really got a defense behind him. I think, I think Sean Payton has shown his magic when it comes to play calling and his ingenuity. Uh, Andy Reid, I think, is one of the, the greatest play callers that we've seen. Patrick adds a lot, but there's a foundation there. I also feel like Sean uh, McVay is another one of those creative, innovative young guys that – when you're in an offense of his, it's exciting to go to work because you're not quite sure what he's going to come up with. That's what Joe Gibbs was, Gibbs was, by the way. Every Wednesday, he would put in something that would get your attention, whether it was motion, whether it was putting Art Monk in the backfield, and then we would use it in the game. We'd have two, three plays, and you sort of waited for that moment in the game uh, when it would happen, and it, it, it creates excitement. It's a long season. And if it's the same stuff over and over and over again, your mind starts to wander and you don't focus. With new things and all the movement that they do with the Rams, you know, Matthew's going to have to stay focused all the time. And I think it's good for him. 
Talking with Joe Theismann here on CBS Sports Radio, I know that you still break down a ton of tape. If you were going to maximize the other side of this trade, if you were going to maximize Jared Goff, how would you go about trying to make him better? Uh, first of all, I, you know, I, I'm not that familiar with the, the needs of the Detroit Lions. Um, I, so, you know, I, I would assume that, you know, offensive line's important, wide receiver's important, running back is important. You've heard me say this before. The quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. So, yes, now they have Jared Goff. And this is an opportunity for Jared Goff. You know, you don't get mad, you get even, basically the way you look at it. Okay, look, I've been traded as part of the business. But now I'm going to prove that they made a mistake. And then you focus your attention on being the best you can be and getting better. First thing I would do, I would sit down with my coaches. I'd sit down with the offensive coordinator. I'd sit down with the head coaches. You tell me, you've studied me on film. You made the deal for me, okay? Which I think it was more Matthew Stafford wanting to go to the Rams than it was Jared Goff wanting to go to Detroit. Tell me what I need to do to get better. Just tell me what I need to do, and then I'll work on it. And then they'll surround them. So they're going to have, you know, they're going to have a bunch of picks to be able to get stuff done. Joe, what should the Texans do with with Deshaun Watson? Like, how how if you were an exec in their front office or a coach on their staff, how would you go about impressing upon him that you want him to stay in their organization? I would first of all let 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 the heat calm down a little bit. Uh, let Deshaun get a little bit more into the off season after the Super Bowl. The season's not over yet. So I would give him a chance to sort of reflect a little bit on where he is. We want him. If I'm, if I'm running that organization, I want Deshaun Watson as my quarterback in Houston. Now it's my responsibility to put pieces around him. It's, more, it's not as important that he is involved in the decision who the head coach is or the general manager is. It's important that he gets to communicate with them now. And they sit down. And he has some input and say, look, where do you think? It's got to be a give and take. Where do you think we need to get better? Where can I get better? What can I do? And, you know, I asked this question the other day. You want out of Houston. This is what we've heard, right? I mean, it's sort of the James Harden scenario with a little bit of a twist to it. But if you wanted out, why did you sign a $170 million contract four months ago? You're, the, you're going to be the cornerstone of this football team. You really think that somebody's going to trade for you right now because they think they're going to win a Super Bowl? I think that's what the Rams have done. They, the Rams have been the team that would make that move, and they did. So now all of a sudden you sit there, and I scratch my head. Four months ago, you signed a four, almost a $40 million contract annually for the next four years plus. And, and now you want to leave. You know, what, what message are you saying? What message are you sending? Uh, sure, you know, nobody's happy losing. But you have a chance to turn it around, and we've seen it in this business. You can go, to, you can go from last to first in a heartbeat with the right moves around you. But I would, try and, I would try and let some time and space and let things cool down a little bit and then sit down and really say, okay, you want to be involved? Let's talk. You've played this game at the highest level. You've won at the highest level. You've won the mm -hmm. biggest award in the NFL. Do even you, someone that has a Super Bowl championship, who has an MVP, 
look at what Tom Brady's doing and going, how? Like, how in the world is this guy still doing this at 43 years old? You know, it, it's, it's a – I do. I marvel at Tom and what he's been able to do, and I've been very fortunate. Um, I love to be around people that are successful and ask them questions. I want to learn as much as I can, especially – I love football. So whenever I'm around Tom and we get a chance to visit, I, I just – I'm always amazed at his passion and his love and his work ethic. And, and those are things that a lot of guys don't have. There are a number of them that do. You know, Drew Brees has it. You know, Aaron Rodgers works that way. Peyton Manning worked that way. There's other guys in this league that have worked very, very hard. I think Patrick Mahomes, even though he runs around a lot and is, you know, like a video game, he's the same kind of a guy. Alex Smith, who I, I spent a lot of time with. I marvel at Tom's ability to be able to make the right decisions for himself. For example, if people get around him, he goes down. Remember Marvin Harrison when he played wide receiver? Mm-hmm. He'd catch the ball in the middle of the football field. If somebody was going to hit him, he didn't try and muscle pass him. He went down. You got your 18 yards. Okay, great. Let's go get some more. And the thing that I think that distinguishes Tom from everybody else is he hasn't lost his fastball. When you start to see quarterbacks struggle, and we saw this with Drew Brees, Drew wasn't able to throw the ball down the field. Sean had to put in Tyson Hill to be able to throw the ball deep for the New Orleans Saints. That's not the case with Tom. Still has great touch, still can light it up with his arm. And to me, that is the biggest key, is he hasn't lost his fastball. What's so special about what it is that we're seeing with Patrick Mahomes? Well, first of all, Patrick and and Andy are on the same page. Again, I'll reference back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We saw the struggles they had in the beginning of the year when Tom tried to acclimate himself with Bruce's system and Byron's system. Then all of a sudden you saw them getting better and better and better as Tom became more comfortable and the receivers and the offense became more comfortable for everybody around him. In Patrick Mahomes' case, he's been there with Andy for, what, three years now? And what always, all it is is it's, it's growth, what we could do, the creativity. Andy's another one of those guys. We're going to see something in the Super Bowl that it's going to be a wow moment. It's going to be, wow, didn't expect that play. You know, like the shovel pass to the tight end. Who knows what he's going to come up with, but there's something there. And Patrick understands why Andy calls a play. This is the most important aspect of the quarterback-play-caller relationship. It's not what was called. It's why did you call it? Did you call this particular play because you anticipate we're going to go for it on fourth down? Did you call this particular play because you set it up from the first quarter, now we're in the third quarter, and you got a different look. You got the same look. You want it to go someplace else. Those are the things that I think Andy and Patrick have going. He's just fun. You know, he's, he's, he's Brett Favre. Uh, reincarnated. You know, Brett was one of those guys that played the position with a lot of pizzazz and flair and fun, and that's what Patrick's doing. Joe, this was a real treat, man. I I thank you so much for being available. I know that you're out here doing speaking events and doing all sorts of other stuff. I appreciate you spending some time and and giving us a great education on how to play the quarterback position. Uh, Listen, I appreciate the opportunity. Everybody, please stay safe, take care, and it should be one heck of a great Super Bowl.